All right, this is Keep to the City Yankees podcast, and the Yankees win again. They beat the Orioles 5-4 to four on Tuesday night at Camden Yards in Baltimore. And, uh, yeah, another day, another win for this team that continues to just uh, put together what's been a, a historical season through 36 games. And like I said on yesterday's podcast, you keep hearing about the old Yankee teams that have done you know, as good or better from a record perspective through 35, 36 games and how they all won the World Series. That's not to say, again, that this team will win the World Series. Uh, A lot of those Yankees teams just had to win the American League to get to the World Series. There wasn't the uh, multi-series layout structure format for the postseason. You just had to win, and you were in uh, the World Series. So uh, just because the Yankees are off to this great start doesn't mean anything. You know, what they get to the playoffs... They're going to see probably Toronto, which is going to be there. Tampa, uh, you, you think the White Sox will turn around, even though the White Sox suck. Uh, you know, Angels will probably be there. Astros. So it's not like the Yankees are just going to roll over and walk all over these teams because of what they've done in the regular season. But what they've done in the regular season to date is is beat the shit out of bad teams and, and play well against good teams. And when you do that, you can win the division. It's something they've done once in the last 10 years. Uh, and something they should do this season. At this point, playing 500 baseball the rest of the way would get them to to 90 wins, which is fucking just amazing, really. Just amazing. And at this point, I think they only have to play what four games over 500 now to get to 92 wins, which would beat the over-under win total at 91.5 before the season. So they continue to play well and, and beat up on bad teams, and the Orioles are a bad team. And on Tuesday night, it was more of the same. Uh, first inning, the Yankees, you know, start to put stuff together against Spencer Watkins, who's in, he's in his second year in the majors, made his debut last year. He's 29 years old, so it's not like he's some <laughs> elite prospect who has some unhittable repertoire and is just working on, you know, becoming a consistent major leaguer. He's just there. He's just there because the Orioles have guys who are just there, like Rubenet Odor and Robinson Chirinos and certainly Watkins and he starts the game off with a, a really good at-bat from DJ LeMahieu, who gets hit by a pitch, and then Judge comes up and doubles, which would have been a home run before the fences were moved back at Camden Yards. And they and they really just took away what made Camden Yards special and, and being such a hitter's ballpark, having uh, you know just a lot of runs scored there, a lot of home runs. It, it, now it's just this fucking park where the wall juts out. It looks ridiculous. They, they built a wall that's, what, 20-plus feet further from in left field than it is from left center with this e- enormous fucking wall that just eats up any chance at a home run. And there's that stat that the only the Orioles have hit home runs to left field this season. No opponent. It's only been three. And Stanton had one robbed because of the, the new dimensions on Monday. Judge gets one robbed with a double in the first inning. And on that double, LeMahieu scores and Judge gets thrown out at third because the Yankees seem to have to get a guy thrown out at third in every single fucking game they play. Every game they play, they're getting outs on the base path. And it always happens to be at third base. For Judge, there's no outs in the inning. Stop at second. You're already in scoring position. You're in a position now where two outs will score you. And you could have a 2 nothing lead. But he tries to turn a double into a triple and he gets thrown out. And it was costly because after that, Rizzo walked. Then Stanton walked. So... You know, the bases would have been loaded if Judge had just stayed put. Uh, and they would have been loaded with no one out for Josh Donaldson. And instead, Donaldson comes up with first and second and one out. And after back-to-back walks, he swings at the first pitch and pops up the infield. If you're going to swing at the first pitch and you hit a rocket line drive at someone, that's fine. But 
after back-to-back walks for a guy who who's already thrown, what was he at, 7, 13? He was at 19 pitches. He had one out in the inning, and it was a gift out on the bases. Make the guy work a little. So Donaldson pops up, Glaber Torres comes up, grounds out, and the inning's over, and the Yankees left a huge chance on the table there to just end the game in the first inning. Destroy Watkins' night, make it so he has to eat innings for the Orioles, put them behind three and four runs, and just, you know, make the rest of the game a formality to get another W. But they don't do that, uh, and the Orioles come and score and run in the second inning on a solo home run. The Yankees score in the third on a judge home run. Uh, so it would have been a second home run with the old dimensions. It ends up being his first of the night. Uh, Orioles score two in the fourth on just the dinkiest rally you'll ever see. You know, bloop, bloop, infield, uh, you know, a grounder that Gleyber Torres botches because Gleyber Torres just is bad defensively. I know he's been better with the bat. I know what is expected, uh, you know, slucking is, expected average, all this expected shit that he just isn't getting expected. I get that. You want to say he's been better at the play? Fine. He's not been better defensively. He's been just as bad as he always is defensively. So the Orioles take a 3-2 lead into the fifth. Judge comes up. He ties the game with another home run. Would have been his third of the game. Instead, it's his second. Um, Yankees tack on another run in the sixth, which is the go-ahead run at the point. At that point, they added one in the seventh. So now they're up 5-3. And Tyone, you know, he pitched well in this game. He, he only went five innings. He got charged with three earned runs. But like I said, it was really dinky runs against him. And he's just been really good. Really, really good this season. It's 328 ERA. He only had two strikeouts in the game. It's not like, yeah, he didn't have his best stuff. But he really could have probably pitched five scoreless if not for the bloops and the Glaber botched play and in, in the infield hit or whatever the fuck it ended up being. It, actually, it was, it was an error. So, yeah, he. I mean... He got fucked. He got fucked by some well-placed bloops and and a bad defense. Um, so, you know, but, you know, I said scoreless. Actually, he should have given up the one because the solo home run. So he really should have had five innings, one run. And then Boone goes to Michael King, who is a multi-inning guy. Unbelievable stuff. He goes three innings, three perfect innings, six Ks. Just outstanding. Outstanding. And the Yankees have this 5-3 lead going into the ninth. And Michael King is at... Uh, would he end up throwing 38 pitches? So he didn't have to work hard. 38 pitches over three innings, you know, less than 13 pitches an inning. And he's only going to pitch every few days anyway because every time he's used, he's used for multiple innings. So if you have a guy who has thrown 38 pitches in three innings, has not had to work hard, you're not going to have him for a few days anyway because he's already thrown the three innings. Why not have him pitch a fourth inning for the ninth inning? You know he's on. You know he's not struggling. He's gone out and he's retired all nine batters he's faced and struck out six of them. He's on. You have him and he's on. And it's a two-run lead. But because the Yankees have Araldis Chapman, and because Araldis Chapman makes a lot of money, and because Araldis Chapman is a name based on you know career stats, not what he's done lately, not what he's done since, you know, the middle of last season, even before the middle of last season, since his 19th appearance last season, through now, has just been bad. He's wild. He's hittable. He's untrustworthy is really what he is. But because of all these things, and because of the fake save statistic, which fucking means absolutely nothing, to think that baseball games are managed to a stat (laughs) is so ridiculous. It's It's hard to really fathom that it still goes on. But it does go on with the Yankees. So 
Aaron Boone goes to his closer, you know, put some air quotes around closer because the closer role is fucking dumb. Just retire the role. It's, it's nonsensical. You want to use lanes? Another set of air quotes like Boone likes to say, fine, use lanes. Use the best pitcher against their best hitters. Do matchups. That's fine. But Aroldis Chapman shouldn't just be pitching because it's the ninth inning and the Yankees have a lead of three runs or less. That, that needs to just go away. It's like archaic. It's so fucking dumb. So Chapman comes in and he just, you know, you don't trust him. Even when he's going right, you don't trust him because you know what, what truly exists within him and it could rear its ugly head at any moment, and it did. After he strikes out Chris Owings, he gets a ground out for two outs in the inning. And then Tyler Nevin comes up, Phil Nevin's kid, and he singles on a line drive. And then Robinson Chirinos comes up, who was the batter that Aroldis Chapman walked with the bases loaded for a walk-off loss back in April. And Robinson Chirinos, Boone hyped him up back in April. After, after Chapman fucked up and walked in a run with the bases loaded and extra innings to lose, and Boone talked about, oh, well, Chirinos... <laughs> you know, the one thing he does well is he, he works the zone and this. No, Robinson Trino sucks. Last year, the Yankees signed Robinson Trino to a minor league deal, never played a second for the Yankees. Now he's on the Orioles, who just are trying to get enough guys to fill the fucking major league roster every night. If, if Robinson Trino is so fucking good, then why isn't he on the Yankees? Because they're catching situations, Jose Trevino and Kyle Agashioka. If he's so good, he would be on the Yankees. So let's not pretend like he's any good. But he singles on a line drive to center. So now he was the tying run. So now the tying run is on base. It's on base. It's first and second with two outs. And Chapman hasn't walked anyone yet, which is shocking. But he's just, like I said, he's hittable. He, he's not fooling anyone. He he throws too many breaking balls. And they're always, like like I said, they always break middle-middle. Like they're not, they're just not good. He's just not good. And then Ryan McKenna comes up. First two pitches are fucking wild. The second pitch was a fastball that would have gone to the backstop if, if if it wasn't caught. Like, in the air. It would have hit the netting in the air. On the fly. So McKenna doubles. And now Nevin scores. And Chirinos, because he's so fucking slow, gets to third. Thank, thankfully, he was the guy on base. So it's second and third. Two outs. A run's in. The tying run's on third. The winning run is on second. And Cedric Mullins, of all hitters... The one guy on the Orioles, yeah, yeah, Santander's good. Mancini can get you. But Cedric Mullins is their one true talent. And he, of course, has to be the guy that comes up. And thankfully, on an 0-1 pitch, he popped up to LeMahieu in foul territory to end the game. But it was an atrocious outing for for Chapman. 18 pitches, nearly, you know, nearly half of them were balls. Three hits in the inning, an earned run. He's just not good. And you can look at his ERA and say, oh, his ERA is only 263. But it's it's really not. He's he's just lucky it's that. If you remember back in April, in uh, a 3-0 lead over the Blue Jays, he came in and he walked the bases loaded. And Boone pulled in for Michael King, who got out of the inning unscathed. Saved Chapman. You have the game in Baltimore where he walked in a run. You've got the game in Chicago last weekend where he just blew it in the ex in in the bottom of the ninth you knew he would blow it you've got this game he's just he, he's just not trustworthy and even the night before on Monday night he pitched in Baltimore and got a five run lead to protect gives up a home run it's like you cannot trust this guy to pitch a one two three inning a clean inning you just can't he has four of them this season 
you know, less than a quarter of his outings are one, two, three. He's supposed to be the uh, the top level, the most elite reliever in the Yankees bullpen. He's not even in the top five. You have Clay Holmes and Michael King. They're the best, too. You've got Jonathan Lewisaga. I trust him. Chad Green, I trust him more than I trust Aroldis Chapman. Lucas Lickey, I trust more than Aroldis Chapman. He'll throw strikes. He'll get soft contact. He's not out there trying to throw the ball through the fucking backstop. He's not up there having his breaking ball break in the middle of the plate. Chapman cannot close up games. I, I'm sorry. I don't give a fuck what he's making. I don't give a fuck about his career stats. I don't give a fuck of what his name is. If his name was anything other than Aroldis Chapman with this with this performance since for basically a calendar year now, no, he cannot be pitching in these situations. And like I said yesterday, if the goal is to let him be the closer for the regular season and get to the playoffs and, and get away from the closer role, that's fine. But I don't know that the Yankees will do that. Boone is so loyal to veteran guys, it's, it's, it's scary how loyal he is. He bases his decisions on, on loyalty, not on what's the best decision for the team. And the best decision for the team on Tuesday was to leave Michael King in there. Instead, he went to Chapman, and he nearly cost them a game. A game against the Orioles, like a team that everyone beats. And yes, they're improved from last season and from the year before and the year before that, but they're still not good. And you have to assume the Blue Jays and the Rays are going to beat the shit out of this team, so you need to as well. So, miraculously, Chapman got out of that with Mullins up second and third, up by a run. That <laughs> I did not have a good feeling about that, but it worked out. And that doesn't mean it was the right call. I, I like when people on social media chirp, chirp me for chirping Boone and saying, oh, well, it worked out. They got the W. That doesn't make it okay. Doesn't make it okay. If, if you, if someone, you know, drinks and drives and makes it home safe, did they make the right decision because it worked out? No, they didn't. Aaron Boone does not make the right decision. Very rarely ever makes the right decision. And he certainly did it there. It worked out. That's great. That's great. It worked out because, you know, the offense was good. Michael King was good up until Chapman came in. He's got the talent and the ability on this team to make it to make his poor decisions work out. And the most and an equally poor decision was earlier in the game when he let Tyon go out there and face uh, Trey Mancini for a third time when Michael King was standing in the bullpen fully warm. Aaron Boone trying to steal outs, trying to get a little more out of his starter, even though the fucking other guy is ready to go. The better option is ready to go. Then he lets him get the leadoff double, then he brings him in. And he's lucky that King is so fucking good that he pitched around that leadoff double. Boone keeps getting saved by talent. If, if he were to make these decisions with a lesser talented team, it would be a disaster. He gets bailed out all the time because of the Yankees' talent. He doesn't have an inkling of what it, what it takes to be a good in-game manager. And that's why I always say the Yankees have to outpitch him, they have to outhit him, they have to outscore him, him being their own manager. It's the only way this team could ever win and win a championship because when he has to get involved, it's not good. Hopefully he doesn't have to get involved on Wednesday night, third game of the series, Garrett Cole's going against Jordan Lyles, who is not good, but for some reason always shuts down the Yankees, so... Hopefully the Yankees can hit him. Hopefully Cole brings his A stuff and shuts down a bad team and a bad lineup. And if that happens, Boone won't have to get involved. So that'll do it for today. 
Yankees-Orioles Game 3 of the series on Wednesday night. I'll be back after the game to talk about it. Thanks for listening. Talk to you after the game.